welcome to another Paranormal Almanac Quarantine Edition. It's hot outside, it's hot inside. Let's take your personal paranormal calls. I am your host, Kurt Savig, and with me as always is my co-host, Stitch. So call in now with your personal paranormal experience. If it's true, I want to hear about it. to another all-new live call-in show, Paranormal Almanac Bonus Quarantine Edition. Title's just too long to get it all through. Hey, howdy, hi to everybody tuning in. Hold on. My, my straw's not working. My straw's broken. Why is my straw not working? It's going to be a good show. My straw's already not working. It's all right. It's all right. Don't worry. I can fix that. I can fix this. I have the technology to fix my broken straw. It's all right. Ah, there we go. Hey, howdy, hi, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are all fat and lazy after, oh, for all you Americans, fat and lazy after Thanksgiving. Hey, Eek is here. All right. Hey, howdy, hi. Rebecca, I am feeling much better. I was, um, I had a little, uh, I had a little cold, so I had a little scare last week, but I'm fine. Tested no for COVID when it got tested. So we are good. Jesus Christ. Really? All right. Fuck it. Let's get right into it. Caller, you are on the air. Sweet. Who's this? All right, so I am, uh, my name's Ken. Hey, Ken, I, how are uh, you? I do a lot of, uh, it's good talking to you. I, I've been listening to your show for uh, about a year now. I catch up on your podcast, and uh, I drive trucks throughout the week, so I got plenty of time to do that. But um, I have a lot of stories between aliens, paranormal, demons. Like, I do a lot of uh, uh, urban exploring with a uh, history uh uh, a friend of mine, we do a lot of uh, uh, local stuff, work for a city and whatever not, so um, I have plenty of, of personal experiences to share. What would you like to hear first? My God, I don't, there's there's so many choices. Um, let's go, all right, we're going to save, hmm, what order do we want? What order do we want? Uh, let's start with oh. UFOs and we'll go, we'll go, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to leave it to you. Start with the least scariest to the most scariest. The least scariest and the most scariest. All right, I'll, I'll try to window down to a, like a top three here. All right. Okay, well, uh, let's see. Well, I just recently moved into my new house uh, back in February and uh, didn't really realize the, the history of the house, but uh, uh, coincidentally, back when I was in high school, um, there was a, uh, a death that happened uh, down the road from where I went to school at. And as a kid, that decided to... Uh, uh, hang himself because he was being bullied in school for being gay Aww. and he hung himself and we knew it was down the street from the high school and we, did, we knew that uh, it was like pretty much around the area that we moved to didn't really realize it until we did the history of the house that our house was the house that he committed suicide in so um, that was about two months after the fact that we started having trouble with the house I want to say probably about two nights in I started having just, uh, this uh, strange thing that happened at the house here holy crap between uh uh, walking around, stomping, things being uh, tossed 
while I'm downstairs, I hear things being knocked around all over upstairs. And it wasn't wasn't uh, malicious or anything, just more of like a like an attention getter. It wasn't uh, doing anything to hurt anybody, but it's definitely something to, to uh, catch your attention. So one day, I'm outside. My my two kids are inside playing the game, and one's on a laptop, one's on the uh, uh, the game system in the same room. I'm out back, and my daughter says, "Oh, she comes running outside, and she's saying, hey, Dad, uh, look at this.'" And she shows me this this little object. Well, this little object is a uh, a jack, like one of those uh, jacks you like bounce the ball and you pick oh, up the jack. Oh, sure, and you sure, ball and jack, yeah, try sure. To catch ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, she was plugging her laptop into the wall, and from our dining room into the front room, it's probably about a good 20 feet between the two rooms, and uh, this object came bouncing across the floor and landed on her feet. She took it outside, and she was like wondering where it came from. None of the kids, these kids are old enough to uh, have like all electronics. They don't have toys like these or anything like this of the sort. Yeah, I was going to say, you and, know, uh, what are the chances that they actually knew? Did she know what a jack was when she showed it to you? No, but this is a uh, like a cast iron, like a really old looking jacket. That sure. wasn't like a new jack, like a new toy. And my son's playing this game. There's no one else in the house, just us. And she came outside and then showed me what this was. And I was like, where did this come from? And she says, it was thrown from the other room and it bounced across the floor and landed on her feet. Holy crap. So that was, that was one of the first things. I was like, okay, well, I started doing history analysis and that's what I found out about what happened at this house. I had to go down to the auditors and figure out what happened with the history. I went down to the library, did some cross-referencing between the news stories. And the library is a great source to uh, find history of the town. Yes, the it is. I agree public, completely public, uh, with that statement. Stuff. Yes. So that was, uh, that was, I would say that was probably one of the more hey, uh, I got to look at some things, and that's what I discovered. Oh, my God, yeah. So, um, wait, how old was your daughter when this happened? Like, what age? Twelve. Okay, she 12. was twelve. Uh, no, you said that. I apologize. Yeah. All right, so so she's twelve. Oh, this no. thing rolled in, <laughs> or, you know, got thrown into the room. Was she immediately right. freaked out by it, or was she more just curious, and that's why she showed it to you? My daughter is a little different. She she thinks that she has a friend here. I'm like, no, don't give it attention. Don't give it name. Oh, don't just ignore it. <laughs> but she thinks she has a friend here. I'm like, no, just, just act like it doesn't exist. So that's that's kind of the role I got with my kids right now, just trying to keep them calm and be like, hey, uh, there's nothing here, nothing to worry about. Not going to hurt anybody. Just think of it as like an accessory to the house. Sure. Now, are you so, are you worried about are you worried about the energy or the feel, or, or are you just trying to you know keep your kids from having you know nightmares? Yeah, I'm pretty much a, a, a keep the kids from having nightmares. They still don't like sleeping in their own rooms. Yeah. They, they go sleep downstairs a lot more often than anything else. Probably about 90-some percent of the time they sleep downstairs and not upstairs because that's where most activity is, is upstairs. Really? So, so what else there is? And my son uh, has his uh, room, has access to the attic where this uh, little 12-year-old boy hung himself. Jesus. So it's, it's, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to go to his room at all. He'll play in his room if he has his friend. But he doesn't go in his room at all. So it's kind of one of those, well, he plays downstairs for the most part. And so, this was something that you uh, confirmed that death happened in the house, the 12-year-old, like it's not an urban yeah. legend. You confirmed it with the newspapers, right? Yes, I confirmed it. Yes, I Holy confirmed it. I went down crap. to the uh, library, cross-reference with uh, news sources, newspaper article. Yeah, it's, it's this house. So it's, uh, and actually it's kind of surprising because after I figured out how much in-depth you can find at the library, because, like I said, I do a lot of uh, urban exploring myself here in town, 
we did a lot of history and, and a lot of history of the old buildings downtown where we're at. And we kind of used like, oh, well, we found this. What else can we find? And it turned out to be a great source of a uh, backlog of history of town. Oh, yeah, definitely. So now have so, you... Um, oh, no, sorry, go ahead. I don't want to stop you. Keep going. This is great. Oh, no, no go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, oh, no, so no, have, you, have you interacted with this with this ghost kid at all? Um, I haven't really tried to interact with it. Um, pretty much, more or less, when we, it first started happening, uh, just keep things died down. I said it wasn't welcome here. Um, if we don't mean no harm. If he means no harm, we don't mean no harm. Uh, but if you're going to do harm to my family, if you're, not, if you're going to uh, uh, hurt anything or, or you want to be malicious, you're not welcome here. Move out, move on. Sure. Go away. But, uh, yeah, as far as anything else, like any other way, no, I haven't tried to contact it. Crazy. I mean, how how did you feel when you when you confirmed that this was the house that, sadly... Some bullied kid, you know, committed suicide in, and that's a shitty thing to find out. But how did you feel like, yo, you, you finally get a house? I'm assuming it's saved up for a while. You finally get a house, and you find out this part of it. It was uh, one of those, I don't want to give it up. I am right now a month away from figuring out if I'm going to stay or leave. And I'm at this point where, like, I, for the kid's sake, I probably just more rather move than uh, stay where I'm at because kids haven't changed. I mean, my I've been a lot more comfortable with it, but kids have it so it's probably going to be left in the past sure 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 no you know what i think that's smart you know you have this experience you've already told it like hey you're not welcome or whatever you know we live here try and make peace with it you're trying to keep it away from the kids i think you're doing the right thing i really do think you're doing the right thing but it's got to be a hard line to walk well i want to say that uh, the first after the first spring for the first uh four months it was up from february till uh the beginning part of july it was pretty uh uh pretty frequent it is about every other day every day i'll even have a, a podcast myself oh really uh, that i was putting on and while i'm, while I'm on a podcast my lips would be going off and all while i'm on my, on my podcast uh my my editor my producer would be saying hey uh was there something behind you would you have anyone else in the house and one one instant i said yeah my son another instant i said no it's just me in the house wait so, you have an editor and those, a producer on your podcast uh yeah he does that yes what the hell am I doing wrong? I don't have anything. I have just me. I got Stitch and me. What the hell? All right, let's, you know what? Let's hear it. What's your podcast? I'm interested. Uh, well, what we do is it's called, uh, uh, we work with the ZTO TV, the Zombie Takeover Television. Um, and my podcast is called, oh, jeez, oh, I'm on a spot. Uh, it's called, <laughs> it's called uh, oh, Time for Tacos. Time, Time for, for tacos. tacos. Time for Tacos, Kurt. Kurt doesn't grasp onto the concept. He is not saying tacos. Apparently, I was very hungry when I recorded this episode, and I could not hear the word tacos, like talk, T-A-L-K-O. All I could hear was tacos, have tacos on the brain. So I apologize to Ken. It is time for tacos. Please listen to it. I like that. Tacos, time for tacos. Like, not tacos, but tacos. Oh, tacos. tacos. All right, cool, cool. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Now, what is Zombie Takeover TV? I'm looking it up right now. Well, Zombie Takeover TV, they've been around since uh, around 2008-ish. They started doing the producing for music and uh, videos, local artists, uh, musicians, bands, things like that. Then uh, went to artists and slowly progressed to doing like short film and uh, just pretty much uh, anybody has a side project that they want to put out, we are more than happy to host it and help them out to uh, get out there into the... uh, to the audience. Out of uh, Ohio? Yes. 
I love it. All right. So, uh, <clears throat> Zombie Takeover TV. What is it? Time for tacos? No time for tacos? Yeah, time for tacos. All right. All right. So, after you guys get done listening to this one and every episode on, on, on Paranormal Almanac, check out this podcast. That seems cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. This is awesome. Keep going. I love it. All right. That was story. Or are you done with story one? I might have preempted story one. I apologize. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. You're good. You're good. Um, Let's uh, skip forward to uh, one of the, my most uh, horrific experiences. All right, I love this. Um, yeah, I had a, a cousin that was uh, getting hold of me. I was out of state, and I came back, and uh, she's like, "Hey, uh, I need you to come over. Something's going on my my uh, my house. Don't know what it is, but it's scaring me." And I had no idea what it was. She couldn't really explain to it besides uh, she felt like someone's bumping our house. So I decided it was uh, it was about March time. Early March. It's still cold outside. So I decided to stay. So what we did was, her son was uh, at his dad's, and she had two little dogs. She said her dogs were uh, uh, yapping and barking at the foot of her bed and running down the hallway and yipping and yapping and come back, running back in her room scared. And she said that there was bumping on her in her uh, backside of her, her house, and she couldn't figure out what the noise come from. And almost as if someone was trying to... Uh, almost kind of like breaking into the house. I was like, well, that's not good. You got to like really check this out. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll come stay with you. So I stayed and I stayed in the same bedroom with her and probably about two or three o'clock in the morning, she wakes me up and she says, did you hear that? I said, hear what? I didn't hear, I didn't hear anything. She says, just, just listen. Can you hear a tap tap? It's a little tap tap. And it came from her bathroom wall. And on the outside of her bathroom wall is her laundry room. I think it was probably just your pipes. Don't worry about it. It's still cold outside. I think it was your pipes, your uh, pipes flexing. So I sat there at the foot of the bed, just listening. And next thing I, I know, it, it does it again, tap, tap. And I look out the side window, it looks out to the garage, and the garage lights are off. And I go out down the hallway looking for her front room and dining room and stuff. Nothing. Well, I was like, okay, so I went back into the, the bedroom again. And I sat there at the, uh, the head of the bed this time. And she's sitting there, just sitting straight up in her bed. And her dog is sitting along with the bed with her. And they're a little freaked out. They're smaller dogs. And uh, next thing I know, the knock, knock. And this time it was a little heavier. And it came from her son's bedroom wall, which shared the same closet wall with her. And then not even two seconds later, knock, knock. And this came from down the hallway outside the room against the wall. And all of a sudden, one big bang right at the foot, uh, right at the head of the bed. Holy crap. Just angel wings on the wall. Those angel wings bounced off the wall. And one of them came crashing down. And... She jumped, she grabbed a hold of me, she started crying. And I'm sitting there like shooking myself, like I, am not, I never really experienced anything like this. I said, you got something. Couldn't realize, couldn't figure out what it was, but you got something. Next morning I go outside and I look around the house and it didn't, it didn't do anything for us tonight, just did that. I walk right. around the back of the house and stuff and her siding is still attached to the house. She has a fence in the backyard. There's nothing that would have made a hit like that against the wall to make those angel wings bounce off. So, Nothing. wait, so was the bedroom and the second floor, first floor, like, let me get, like, kind of situated. All first floor building. All first floor, okay. Yeah, all first floor. So, how hard did it hit? Like, would it, would it have to be, like, somebody, like, slamming the wall? Like, what are we talking about here? It was almost as if you took a fist and hit the, the, the wall with your fist as hard as you could, enough to make um, a, a wall hanging bounce off the wall. Jesus Christ, all right. 
And you, you experienced so, this. You were there as well. You saw this happen. Yeah, that, that, was, that was probably my, one of my top uh, ones that scared the shit out of me. Because like, I didn't expect that. How long I've, before... I've seen some stuff. I've, how long between, like, the knocking started and then the, the angel wings got knocked off the wall? All within five minutes. All right. So five minutes is a long time, though. Like, that's a, that's a decent amount of time. So you, you, you're hearing yeah. banging... Did you ever think like uh-huh. well, I'll go outside I'll check it out before like the big crash did you did you were you concerned or were you thinking oh it's just nothing it's the wind blah 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 like what were you thinking that's, that was my first thing that I, I looked at the house beforehand and I couldn't figure out what it was that was going on I mean I, I remember looking over a house before just nothing in the backyard besides a trampoline and a couple play toys but there's nothing that's floating like just flying around that would go up uh, into the air and hit the side of the house where her her uh, bedroom would be holy crap so and all the all the siding is in place there's nothing bouncing on the siding that's why i, was, I went up back the next day to recheck it out and everything's still attached there's nothing hanging off the house i like so that I though you, what made that noise i like that you tried to debunk it i really like that you were like all right what could it possibly be and then because that's the smart that's the way to do it and i've told everybody this before but it's you know i like i like repeating myself for this very reason look figure out what it could be and then when it isn't that, you know, you start checking off that checklist, you know, it gets to the point where you're like, okay, shit, I don't know what the hell that was then. Yeah. That's when it, yeah, that's when when it starts getting deadly. Out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when, when you can't figure it out, it just suddenly becomes more scary. <laughs> it does. I agree. And it's as shitty as that is, like, because a lot of people are like, well, I don't want that. I'd much rather think that it was a, a raccoon or something, you know, like, sure. But, you know, start checking off that checklist. And when you get down to the point where you can't figure it out, all right, fuck it. It's scary. Don't go outside. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that's that's a little bit... That's a scary thing. Now, had she... You, all right, so the reason you stayed over, because she had shit happening, but was this something right. that was always happening in her place, or was this, like, new yeah. activity? It was new. something new, because she was there for about a good two, three years before this happened. Oh, Angie's got a good question. And there's no branches on the roof at all? Nothing. There's there's one tree, and it's on the far end of the property that there's no way. It's a good question, Angie. I, I, I should have thought of that as well. Um, yeah, you know, because that's what people say to me all the time when, when I hear stuff walking up above me. People are like, oh, that's just, you know, branches. I'm like, there's no trees. There's no nothing. There's zero that could be hitting my roof of my house making that sound. So I know what that's like to all of a sudden have a weird sound come up. Um, so after this, after the... And it was angel wings. Why did it have to be angel wings? Why couldn't it have been like, you know, a picture? Like it has you have to throw a little religious in there. I get all right. No, she she's not religious at all. No. It was, it was literally just a pair of metallic angel wings that she had hanging above her head or her headboard Man. just to have the decorations. Ooh, Sherry is a good question. Did anything change? Did someone in her family pass or was she going through some strife? I like that question. Yeah, she was she was going through a lot of negativity at the time. I remember she was going through a lot of breakups. She was going through a lot of uh, fighting with her family. Um, oh, I know that. I know she was going through a lot of stuff at the time. Yeah. Okay, this leads me down a different road. Then, all right. How how old is she? Or was she when that happened? Uh, she's 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 thirty four. So at the time, she was probably about thirty when that happened. Has she ever? And I know this is a hard thing to ask somebody. Has she ever had any you know paranormal experiences from when she was a, you know a teen? I want to say yeah, but I want—I don't know how uh, frequent or how uh, subtle they were. Because I'm wondering if it's that. her and her ne- not not like her consciously doing it, but all of the bad shit happening to her, you know, because that's what causes poltergeist seemingly. I don't know, nobody knows, but seemingly 
that's what causes poltergeist is that intense emotions from a teenage girl going through like menopause or going through puberty not menopause uh going through puberty so i'm wondering if maybe she unconsciously or subconsciously however you want to say it is causing this stuff to happen yeah there's no telling man i know that uh whatever she shared with me she was uh, going through a lot of boyfriend problems she was going through some uh, uh family problems at the time um i'm guessing maybe something uh that just came to a, a crux and just kind of uh See, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm leading. And I, obviously, I don't know fuck all because I wasn't there. But just listening to this, that's where I'm headed towards. If unless she's always this place has always had paranormal activity or she's already always had paranormal activity. I would tend to think that somehow with all the shit that she's going through, it kind of sparked that. And and it could have been yeah. that she just needed somebody else to see it, somebody else to be there so she could get a little bit of recognition or comfort or whatever, but maybe is all I'm saying. Yeah, it was, um, it was definitely one of those, um, I was kind of left out of, out of a helpless point. I couldn't really help her. I didn't know how to help her at the time. Hey, you're, but, a, you're a good friend to have. Holy crap. Ken, right? That's your name? Yes, Ken, yeah. Ken, you're a good friend to have because, I mean... There's not a lot of people, like, if you called up a friend and said, hey, can you come over? Because I have shit, weird shit happening in my house, and I want you to be there for it. <laughs> a lot of people are going to be like, I don't want weird shit. Fuck, no, no. Tell me when the weird shit well, stops, and then I'll come over and hang out. I'm, I'm telling you what, the, the weird shit has never stopped. I've always been around all my life, and I think that's the reason why she called me, is because I'm, uh, I'm not fearful of it. I, I try to understand. I try to uh, not uh, let it ruin my uh like me i don't i try not to let it in my life but i deal with other cops all right so let me ask you um, this going in a different direction yeah was it you ken did you cause do you have some <laughs> weird psychic shit and you're causing this shit like i don't blame you if you were i, I hope not she I'm, I'm gonna be honest she actually thought that before like um she thinks i might bring it along with wherever i go i'm like i don't i hope not i, w I wouldn't think so i mean i try my best to keep uh negativity at bay. I, I try my best to keep Anybody that brings negativity around me away, I, I want to. I, I can also set a sage at least two, three times a week. <laughs> hey. Virtually sage like three times a week. And All right. I'll tell you what, that alone has helped a lot in this house. I can tell you that. Oh, I can only imagine. All right. Well, that's good then. It wasn't you. You're not. You're not doing it. So I like that. You're not like secretly evil. So that's good. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm digging that. All right. I. 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 I if you want. Can I, because I'm enjoying the shit out of this call, I'll be honest. I'm enjoying the hell out of this. If you want, can I get one more story from you? Oh, I'll tell you what. I got one that bounces back off of another one. I'll give you both of them back to back. Yes. All right. So I wasn't so much of a good kid growing up. Uh, I want to say my early 20s, uh, before I went to the military, I was probably, um, I was pushing my boundaries and luck with law. So um, I also had a, a bad habit of breaking and entering back in the day to find uh, antiques things like that out of old houses on the countryside, um, places that had been abandoned, no one's touched. And um, uh, I was probably about 20, 21 around there somewhere, my first time I did it. And I was with another guy, and we found this one house in another country, and we went to it during daytime, and uh, you entered through the back door into this uh, kitchen, and the kitchen was all set up as if it was just left there, abandoned. Uh, there's still plates out, there's still silver out on the table. Um, the place was lightly ransacked, dust everywhere. There's a dead cat on the front porch. Holy um, crap. There's bookshelves, piano, furniture, literally just like I said, 
whoever lived there just took up left and left the place to run. And um, we went through, found some antiques, got rid of them throughout the day, came back that same night, and I brought a flashlight, and he brought his girlfriend. I was like, and, okay, which one's smart? I brought a flashlight. So, <laughs> I was going to um, <laughs> say, wait, you brought a flashlight, he brings his girlfriend. Come on. Yeah. Someone's so, prepared, someone uh, we, doesn't, you know? <laughs> so uh, we uh, ended up coming back later on the night after it was nighttime, and so no could see our car back parked in, uh, in the driveway. And uh, we get to the place again, and we start heading upstairs. And this upstairs has a, a long staircase to get to the very top. You either turn left into another room, or you start running up the staircase into a whole other room, uh, which is a long gated room full of boxes. So we go in this other room upstairs in this long gator room and I shut the door behind me so the light doesn't escape out of the road and um, I give out of my flashlight um, his girlfriend and him go through the, some of the boxes and I keep the door shut the door doesn't want to stay shut so I stand by the door to uh, keep it shut and I'm, I'm just listening to make sure no one's pulling in the driveway and uh, while they're going through this and stuff um, I felt uh, felt the door push against my fingers I had my, the palm of my finger my hand against the frame of the door, and my fingertips are holding the door shut. And as I felt the pressure on my fingertips, I turn to look at the door, and that door, like, springs wide open, hits me across my leg, and I yell, and I put my foot at the bottom of the door, and I push it back, and I have all my weight pushed against this door. And whatever's on the other side of the door is balancing out doors. It's hitting the hardest. It's pounding and pounding, hitting the other side of the door hard. Holy shit. I got my foot planted at the, at the, at the, foot, of the, at the foot of the door, and it's hitting the door so hard, it's, like, bouncing my my foot back and I keep having to replace it. And I turn around and Ashley, his girlfriend kind of, she's sitting up in the corner. She's freaking out. And Adam looks at me, he stands up, just looks at me, just stares at me like as if I'm, um, like facing up, I'm making all this up. Whereas on the side door, I got my, my shoulder and my foot planted and it knocks out the door and I, and all of a sudden this stops. And I listen. And you hear anything. So I switch my feet, I switch up to my left side. I put my left side against the, uh, the door and I got my left foot the door and I listen I don't hear anything and I reach for the handle and I start pulling the handle and it gives about a good three or four inches and it pulls shut now it's pulling shut I was going to say wait alright I, 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 I can I can understand like something not pre- uh, something preventing it from closing I can get behind but something that alright now you got me interested what the fuck is happening to this door so yeah um, whatever's going on it now it won't let me open the door so now I'm, I'm pulling on the door and it's pulling shut, pulling on the door and it's pulling it shut. And finally it just, just gives way and I slam again, I'm like thinking, oh my God, like what is going on here? I'm thinking like someone's on the other side of the door trying to like, br- like get us for a break and entering. And my worst fear is whoever's on the other side of the door might have a shotgun. That's my only fear. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the problems with urban exploring, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, don't know whoever's on the other side of the door can hurt us or whatever it is, but I don't hear anything. The entire time, I don't hear a thing. So I, I'm, I, I tell Adam, I was like, hey, Adam, give me a fucking flashlight. Give me a fucking flashlight. He finally gives me a flashlight. I take my foot away from the door a little bit, and I open the door, and the door opens freely. There's no gift. There's no, like, fighting with it. It just opens up freely. And I open up a couple cracks, or a couple inches for a crack, and I shine my flashlight through it, open up a little bit more, shine my flashlight through it, open up a good foot, you know, shine my flashlight to the side, look around the room a little bit, open the rest of the way. I take a couple steps forward down the staircase. There's no one down there. And I told him, I was like, I don't think there's anyone that wants us here anymore. Like, whatever's here doesn't want us here anymore. And I never shook so bad walking down a set of stairs in my life. My knees did not want to work. My legs didn't want to work. Ashley, she's crying her eyes out in the corner. 
Adam thinks I'm lying. He thinks I'm bullshit the entire time. Well, you know what? Wait, wait, hold on a second. Ashley, she doesn't get a vote. Sorry, she she, she should have been a flashlight. <laughs> so she should be crying in the corner. She should have been a flashlight. That's on her. She oh shit, man! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, Adam didn't believe me what happened until about two months later. We come to another house, and it's also another side of the countryside, uh, further away from the city. And all the doors and windows downstairs are all boarded up, and uh, I just you know we find a way to get in. And uh, we go through the house, and it looks like it's going through renovation. There's nothing out there. It's just pretty much an empty house. And we go up this, um, we enter in this, uh, this large front room, and it's uh, got an L-shaped staircase to us. It takes about uh, five, six steps to a landing, make a right, make your way up the rest of the staircase. So you get to the top of the staircase, you enter into a hallway, and you either go left or right or go straight into this room. And we both looked straight to this room. There's nothing in it. And I go left, he goes right. And we meet back up into the hallway, and all of a sudden, like, we come in the hallway, we hear someone around downstairs walking around and talking. And me and Adam just, you know, already got planned out as if we ever got caught, we just going to knock the hell out and go. But uh, we sit there just listening, and we can clearly hear someone talking. Can't really make out what they're saying, but we can hear them talking. And we can definitely hear them walking around. It's almost as if they're on a cell phone, kind of. So Adam's got one side of the staircase, or one side of the wall on the staircase, I got the other side of the wall on the staircase, and we're just listening. And next thing you know, it starts walking to the uh, big front room that was with the staircase, and it gets up to the stairs, and it starts walking up the stairs. So me and Adam, we're, we're ready to go. Like, okay, like we're, we're caught, we're busted. So we're either gonna push them up the side and just get down the stairs and get out of there, or what? So it starts walking up the stairs. Boom, 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 boom. Gets the landing, turns, boom, and it just runs up the stairs. It takes like three steps, regular steps, and it starts running up the stairs like a dog. Seriously, some of the most fastest steps I've ever heard. And me and Adam are ready to go, we're ready to, we're ready to pounce. And it gets to the very top step and it stops. Me and Adam look at each other, we both look around the corner, and there's nothing there. And that's when Adam believed me about what happened at the other house. And that was the last time we broke into a house like that. I think I figured this out. I think I have the answer. This is like an M. Night Shyamalan twist time. Ken, are you a ghost? I hope not. Because <laughs> if you're a ghost, that explains everything that's happening. You're haunting places, so you can't really see the like the normal people. Holy shit, I think Ken's a ghost. This is the first time I've ever had a ghost call the show. And it, it, it explains everything. If you guys go back and listen to the this call from the very beginning, when you listen to the podcast version of this, and you go back to the very beginning thinking... This dude's a ghost. This is like a twist, and it I changes, like this. Yeah. It changes the entire prank. I can see that. <laughs> Holy shit. I love this. Ken's a ghost. No, but, I mean, <laughs> like I said, I got, I got plenty of stories that are, are pretty similar to this. That, well, that yeah. It's been a lifelong journey. Uh, dude, this is awesome. Holy shit. These are crazy cool stories, man. I love it. All right, you, you, you got to promise me, ghost or not, you got to promise me that you'll call back and tell me more stories because I'm really enjoying this. I'll tell you what, since I heard your podcast from the very beginning, I've been wanting to call in just just that assistant giggles. So, yeah, um, I'd be more happy to uh, entertain the next call. Awesome. Sweet. Please, please do. This was great. Thank you so much for calling. Hey, a, first of all, thank you for listening, but B, thank you for calling, because this was 
I thoroughly enjoyed this entire call. This was fantastic. Well, I'll get a chance to call in again and give you some more uh, uh, stories of all this amazing, unexplainable crap that I've been going through all my life. <laughs> yeah, man. Carte blanche. You can call back anytime. Honestly, this was great. Thank you so much, Ken. I really did appreciate this. Oh, this thanks was for awesome. Me. Thank you. Thank you, man. This was cool. Well, holy shit, what a kickoff to the show. Uh, in case you guys don't know, I'm going to put it in the chat as well. It's time for tacos. I know I'm saying tacos, but I'm really not. Time for tacos. That's his podcast. Um, I, I'm going to check it out because I thoroughly enjoyed that call. But, yeah, man, everybody's saying like, oh, yeah, it's like the others. It's like Sixth Sense. It's, oh, you know, M. Night Shyamalan twist time. Fuck it. I call it right now, man. Ken's a ghost. He just doesn't know it yet. I probably shouldn't have told him because that kind of like, you know, then he'll start thinking about it. But, boy, that was a good call. That was a way to kick off a show. I, I poured my drink way too heavily, so I'm a bit drunk right now. But even drunk, I can tell you that that was a good call. I'm really enjoying the beginning of this show. All right, with that being said, I still have way more drink, which means... uh. As far as the amount of drinks, it's already 40 minutes into the show. Holy shit, I loved that call. Okay, real quick, I didn't get a chance to do the uh, hey, howdy, highs to everybody. Like, uh, hey, howdy, hi, Rebecca and Angie and Ashley and Laura McCune. Hey, howdy, hi. Um, and Sherry, so glad to see all you here. Um, Robin, in case I didn't say Robin. Yeah, this is this is a fun one. I'm already enjoying this. We're, we're Stitch, it's okay, buddy. We're, we're 40 minutes, in case you guys haven't figured it out. Stitch has now figured out that if he barks and I give him a treat, you know, like, that's like a Pavlovian thing. Like, all he has to do is bark, and then I'm going to be stupid enough to give him a treat. So I'm trying not to give him too many treats. So you're going to hear Stitch barking in the background. Ken, man, fucking fantastic call. Uh, again, time for tacos. Like, talking? Time for tacos. Feel free to check him out. Like, I'm gonna. I seriously. Oh, Elijah's here as well. Yes. Oh, and uh, Todd, please keep us uh, updated on the uh, how Elijah's doing after chugging eggnog. That can't be good. I'm just gonna shout out right now. I'm gonna start it right now. That can't be good. Trish, yeah. Stitch is way too freaking smart. He, as soon as he figures, he's staring at me right now. As soon as he's figured out like, oh, if I do this, he'll do that. He's way too smart. Besides the fact that... Uh, Oh, yeah, he's training me, reverse Pavlov. Monardo, you're correct. Um, look, I'm fully aware that Stitch runs this house. I am not even pretending. Stitch runs the show. You guys come, you guys tune in for the Stitch. You stay for the Kurt. I'm fully aware of all of this. Um, don't worry. I, I'm fully aware. Uh, let me get through some, uh, let me do some of the, the, uh, the technical BS real quick. If you want to be a patron... There's so many new people, like new Patreons. I can't thank you guys enough. Go on to patreon.com slash paranormalalmanac. You get additional episodes. I try to do as much as I can for you patrons. You guys can uh, recommend episodes, and I will do my best to add them to the list and, and do an episode for you guys. Because the patrons are what make this show better, what it is, what you like, whatever you want to say. It's all about the patrons. Stitch show. Kurt is his human. That is the damn truth. How you doing, pal? It's all right. Stitch is the best. So head on over to patreon.com slash paranormalalmanac or, or, and, not or, and you can head on over to storeenvy.com. I was informed that storeenvy.com slash paranormalalmanac doesn't actually take you anywhere. 
I don't know what the actual link is, but if you go to storeenvy.com, search for Paranormal Almanac, that's where you can go for all your Paranormal Almanac merch needs. I've been told that they have sweatshirts and they have new sizes and they have new styles. Whole lots of stuff over at um, storeenvy.com, search Paranormal Almanac. I've also been told that if you do it this week, that you will get it by Christmas. Now again, I don't control any of that. I just put the stuff up there and this site does it all for me because I'm not, I don't have, I don't have a producer and editor like Ken, like freaking Ken. No, it's just me. Uh, but if you or somebody you love wants some Paranormal Almanac merch, that's where you go. Okay, let's see. The Bitches Love Stitches shirt is not out yet. I can't thank everybody enough for supporting me. Um, I don't know. Where's the... Hmm. I don't know what happened to the... Oh, here it is. There's one other shout-out I can do. You can go to storeenvy.com slash 8bitstock, 8bitspock for the official Don't Fucking Shoot Bigfoot Paranormal Almanac patch that patch will be going right here very soon. That's right. Uh, the reason I'm wearing this jean jacket, besides the fact it's a little bit cold in my house, the reason I'm wearing this jean jacket is I will be slowly, not slowly, very quickly, adding all of my paranormal patches to this jean jacket. But I wanted to show you what it looked like plain, looking stylish. Someone already said that. That wasn't me. Someone said that. But you're going to see a whole lot of cool patches, par uh, paranormal and crypto patches. Thank you, Stitch. Wait, Trish, you have that patch in your backpack? That's freaking awesome. Oh, 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 Phil's here. Yes. I, I want to thank everybody. For hey, howdy, hi to Phil and Lauren for, for tuning in. Um, yeah, that's true. He might have, that's true. He does not have a Stitch. That's very true, Monardo. Ken has all that cool stuff and he's a ghost, but and so he knows what, you know, what'll happen to all of us, but he has, he has the eternal knowledge, but he doesn't have a stitch. That is very true. Lauren, I'll take a patch. This, this jacket is going to be covered in paranormal patches and I can't wait, including those Bigfoot patches right there. Alrighty. So I know it's a little bit early. Yes, I know Stitch. Hold on one second. I know it's a little bit early, but Stitch is asking for a Stitch break right now. So hold on one second. Let me hold on one second, Stitch. Let me give you guys a quick Stitch break in just a second. Let me share the screen so you guys can see this. Let's do a quick Stitch break. We'll be right back. That's right. We are back. Welcome to the second half, the post Stitch pee break half of Paranormal Almanac. Someone was asking me earlier, is that really a Ouija board back there? Yes, it is. I've opened this before. I've opened this before. Oh, God. Oh, God. I've opened it before, but yes, there is really a Ouija board in this box with the planchette and everything. This is the Ouija board that I've had since I was a kid. Because in case you guys didn't know, it's like ages, yeah, it's ages eight to adult. So thankfully, my mom was like, I, I don't care. Get a Ouija board. Go have fun. Just leave me alone. So that Ouija board has been with me since, I don't know, it's probably 40 years old. It's got to be um, at least 40 years old. No, you don't get any more. No, you're fine. Um, all righty, we are back. Let me put the number back up on here. 
<laughs> is the comedy based on your life in the quarantine? So that that uh, that uh, Stitch Break music interlude, that is from Auntie Donna's. If you guys haven't watched Auntie Donna's Funhouse on Netflix, I highly suggest it. Highly, Unless you hated that, in which case, I don't care. I highly suggest it. They are fantastic. They're an Australian uh, sketch comedy group. They don't need my help. They're fucking famous. But uh, absolutely the best. I uh, can't get over how funny that show is. So if you haven't gotten, if you haven't watched it yet, head on over to Netflix after this. Head on over to Netflix. Make sure you check it out. It's so good. Susan. Hey, howdy, hi. Or Susan, sorry. Have a good day. Thank you so much for checking in. I really appreciate it. Have a good night. Uh, Trish, uh, Dorian, there he is. Dorian and Isaac. Hey, howdy, hi. Welcome to the show. That is true, Minardo. It is eight and up. So if you're seven and you're trying to do a demon, if you're trying to, like, bring a demon into the house, you will not summon a demon with Ouija board at seven. You have to be at least eight. That's all they ask. That's all Parker Brothers ask, is that you're at least eight to summon a demon to kill your entire family. I think that's fair. Alrighty, the phone number's back up on the screen, 818-732-9399. If we don't even get another caller, I don't even care. Ken was such a fantastic caller. This show has already been made with one call. But, in case there's another caller, 818-732-9399. Tim, thank you, sir, so, so much. What's the TV update for Paranormal Almanac? There isn't any. Uh, I wish there was. I wish I could say, oh yeah, we're going to be on TV next week. Turn into History Channel and blah, blah, blah. No. Foreseeable Paranormal Almanac. Sorry. Carla, you were on the air. Who's this? Um, hi, my name is Sam. Sam? Yes. Hey, Sam. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. I, I have a good hospital ghost story if Ooh. you're interested. I love hospital ghost stories. Are you kidding? Yes, please. All right. Well, I am a nurse on the ortho trauma floor at the hospital that I work at. And we, our floor is split into two sides. So we have the trauma side and we have like our joint side. So our joint surgery side actually used to be the OB floor. So where you'd go to have a baby. Oh, okay. And it has some like, yeah, it has some like weird lore with it. But uh, just going to like the actual ghost story. So uh, I worked day shift. It was about four in the afternoon, and it was really odd. So like we, so when our joints are like towards the weekend, we move everybody to the trauma side just to kind of help the nurses and everything for night shift. Make sure everybody can be in like one side. So we were moving everybody over. We've gotten all the patients over and everything. And me and another nurse were counting down like the medication machine basically like where we keep all the meds and we heard uh this lady like screaming help me help me help me help me like this totally sounded terrified totally sounded hurt so we ran back out onto uh the tower which is what we call that side and checked all the rooms checked everything and there was no one there so where it gets really creepy though because, you know, we kind of thought maybe it was, like, just some noise interference from the other side. So, a couple of days later, I happened to work night shift because I flipped between day and night shift. Um, and we were kind of reporting off to the guy who had just been there that night. At about 3 in the morning, he also heard kind of basically the same thing. Like, a female screaming for help me and all that good stuff. Holy crap. And he checked all... 
yeah, checked all his patients. Everyone was asleep. He had one female, and she was completely out. Um, so, yeah, kind of a, a weird thing. Uh, and if you, so the, the truly crazy part is if you go into kind of the lore of our floor. Uh, so our floor apparently used to be, you know, OB, like I said. And they supposedly had a female that she had a baby and it was a stillborn, super sad. And she had uh, killed herself on that floor after having the stillborn. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. So not the first time this voice has been heard screaming, help me. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say probably about six or seven nurses have the same experience on that side of tower, on that same room, and just screaming, like, help me, help me, help me, help me, and then just goes away. We also have uh, phone calls from that room, even if there's no patients in there, and they'll actually call the switchboard, and our switchboard will call us back and be like, hey, can you go check the, can you go check the room, can you go check the phone, you know, someone's trying to call out. Holy when shit. When they answer the phone, it's. Yeah, when they answer the phone, it's just heavy breathing. And usually it happens when there's no one in that room. I mean, all right, so how often does this happen? Holy shit, this is terrifying. I love it. Yeah, no, it's it's super creepy. No one likes working, like, night shift over there. It's just, it just feels off. And then, especially on the days where we're going to close it and move everybody over to the trauma site, like, it just has kind of a, a funky feeling to it. So no one, like, truly likes being over there alone. Does, um, does anything happen when patients are in that room, too? Like, do the patients go like, hey, I saw something or heard something, or is it only when there's nobody in that room? So I've heard stories of that room being kind of odd, but um, specifically for, like, the patients I've taken care of, I've had a couple patients on the other side um, say that, like, like, they just hear, like, a big, like, like noise, like something, like, hitting against the closet or something or, you know, just like, uh, I've had a couple patients say that they hear footsteps into their room, like someone's checking on them, but there's no one there. Um, and then, so on Halloween, I happened to work and I was working day shift on the other side and one of my patients wanted some cereal. And so the cereal is kept on the, on their, the tower unit. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just run over really quick and grab it for you. So no one's over there. And so I ran over there, and it just felt really, like, just, like, I don't know, like, you shouldn't be there. That kind of, like, weird feeling. Sure. And so I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, I'm almost off my shift. I don't care. Like, I'm just trying to get, get my patients some food so I can leave. So I run over there, and I grab a cereal, and it's, like, those little, like, travel cereal boxes. So I grab one out of there, and it sounded like, like someone ran up to me, but it was almost like they were wearing combat boots. Like, that, just that loud, like, tunk, tunk, tunk. And then I, like, ran up. I grabbed that, and I, like, really moved really quickly to get out of there. Well, yeah. And I mean, I don't know if anybody's it. ever had someone run up to you, but for whatever reason, somebody running up to you, even if you see them, it startles you, like, to no end. It's, it's a freaky thing. So to have nothing oh, yeah. run up to you, that's even freakier. And so the first thing I looked, I was, like, trying to find, like, someone, because, you know, they clean the rooms and stuff, so I was like, okay, maybe we got an EDS person, like, someone's, like, trying to get a hold of me, because they got, you know, because we, we'll take down their IV poles and stuff, 
So I was like, maybe they just need a nurse to like grab something for him. And there was no one on on that floor at all. And so I was like, okay. So I like grabbed the stuff and like I ran to the like literally ran to like where the the hallway intersects to go to where the trauma site is. And I was like, and it, it just followed me the entire way. Oh come on. Yeah. So I haven't worked over there since Halloween, but there's definitely a lot of stories. So I'll give you a little, like, and this is completely hospital lore. We've tried to look back to kind of see if we could find it. We can't. So this is, like I said, completely lore. I love, no, I love lore. I love, well, sadly, I love debunking lore, but I love lore nonetheless. Yeah. Fair enough. So we have the lady who lost the baby. And like I said, that's kind of lore. And then, so just on that whole side of the floor, like, apparently this has been going on since, like, the 80s. Because the 80s is when it transferred over to, like, late 80s. So it's when it transferred over to, like, kind of trauma side, and then it became the ortho floor. And that voice, the, please come help me, please come help me, that has been reported by multiple nurses throughout the years. Our hospital was built in, like, the late 1800s. And Come on, so, that's, and funny enough, that's creepy as shit right there, really? Yeah, so they just keep remodeling it. Um, we're supposedly in the next couple of years going to build a new hospital, like across the street. But it's been up since like the 1800s, back, and we're a Catholic hospital. So, so wait, like, are they going to tear down like, the old hospital? No, it'll turn into like administrative. Oh, oh, good. So all of the people like in their offices are going to hear like creepy shit ringing to them. That's creepy as hell. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of like where it's going. But the, the really funny part for me, at least, is I was born on that floor back in the late 80s. Are you, were you really? Like, transferred. Yeah. So kind of a little weird family connection. But yeah, so, and God, I've heard it. At least once, I've experienced the phone calls at least twice now over there. All right, that's all right. So I wanted to like circle back to that. I'm glad you you circled back on your own because I wanted to circle back to the. I don't know, like everything you've said, the running up, everything you've said is creepy as shit. Just because it's a hospital and everything about hospitals is scary as fuck anyway, because it has to deal with blood, and I don't want to deal with that. But like the 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 calling. All right, so. It calls. I'm just gonna say it because I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, genderize it. It calls or misgenderize it. It calls and it's just heavy breathing. Yeah, just heavy breathing. No one says anything, and it lasts long enough that the switchboard will literally cut the call off because they just at that point are like, okay, we need to get a nurse into that room. Oh shit! So and this isn't like a two-second call. This just keeps going until they're like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Room. 239 we get it like we'll get someone over there now do they do the switchboard callers ever have they realized that it's probably a ghost i mean i know they have to still tell you to check but have they caught on that there's something weird going on with this room yeah so it's room 511 and pretty much like they even train people at this point like if room 511 is calling and it's just having breathing to just automatically call the call call like cut it and then we have like these little i know they're basically walkie talkies through the hospital so when i'm on you can just 
hit my button and it'll get a hold of me. So they basically just teach the new people, if you get a call from that room with heavy breathing, you just automatically just call the nurse and have them go check. Holy shit. So they know, like they're training the new people like, hey, room 511's got some creepy shit. Just, just patch it through. Pretty much. Oh my God, this is amazing. All right, so how... All right, I assume that you have to check room 511 every time, no matter what? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, if there's a call to it, we have, well, because, you know, like, we're a joint center, so at this point, or so, you never know if, like, maybe a patient, like, got into that room or whatever, you know, so you have to go check it. But, like, for the most part, I don't think I've ever heard a story where there was someone actually in it. That's Like, creepy. when they call, it's... But regular people yeah, it's get always empty. regular people do get put into room five eleven every now and then, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's even worse. So you're you're it's suck it's it's shitty because you're in a hospital, you're stuck in a hospital anyway. But you happen to be assigned to room five eleven. So not only are you in a hospital, but you're in a hospital with a ghost in your room. Pretty much. Oh, that sucks on so many levels. And then I've got I've got one more fun story that's like from a like kind of crossing over perspective. Ooh. It's not super ghostly, but it's it's a crossover, and it to this day scares the fuck out of me. Sorry, it it scares. No, 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 super no, no. Scary. You, no, no, no. Have you listened to my podcast? I swear inappropriately <laughs> all the time. You don't have to apologize. Sure. Look. Your story okay, so far enough. has scared the fuck out of me. So this is going to be really interesting. I'm so into this. Don't never apologize. Let's do this. Okay. So, and like, of course, like just kind of bare bones, you know, because patient information, whatever. So I had a patient and she, they were crossing over like they, they were hospice already. So we kind of knew that they were not going to, they weren't going to get out of the hospital. So I was in there, we had some dementia, we had some delirium, you know, they just weren't there in their mind. So I was in there, they were my patient for the night, and I was in there, like, towards the morning, and I was, you know, just cleaning her up and helping her out, and, you know, trying to see if she needed anything, whatever. And uh, so I'm cleaning her up, and I needed a couple extra people because they were a hard turn. And so they go out of the room. So it's just me and the patient. And she looks at me and she's like, I'm going to hell. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I look at her and I was like, no, no, we don't talk like that. Like, because, you know, we're a Catholic hospital. So he's like really trying to like, no, we're not doing that. So I was like, no, no, it's it's okay. Like, it's fine. Like, we're, you know, we're in the hospital. Like, Jesus is right there because we had like the crucifixes on our doors. And I'm like, we're good. Like, everything's fine. And she's like, no, I'm going with her. And she has, like, I'm holding her hands when, I, like, when I'm talking to her. And she, like, takes my hand in her hand and points from the, like, towards the corner of the room. And I look, and there's nothing there. And I was like, well, I can't see anything. And she just, like, literally, like, looks at me dead in the eye, which with dementia and that kind of thing, you don't ever get, like, a, a super good eye contact most of the time. So dead in the eye, she holds my hand up and points with her finger with my and my hand too and I was like no I'm going with her and I was like well I don't see anybody like it's okay and she's like no you wouldn't see her you're not dead what the fuck who is her what is happening no idea and she did end up passing um I believe that evening holy shit 
Yeah, it was super sort of creepy and weird, and probably the weirdest, because I've had the, like, you know, you go in and they see their husband or their family, their mom and dad, their, you know, whoever's passed. I definitely have those experiences where they're just like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Like, you know, I got these people waiting on me, basically. But I've never, that was the one that really stuck with me because mm-hmm. out of all my CNA nursing, I've never had one be like, no, I'm going with her. And it just, it really stuck with me. What the, f- Trish is right. What the actual fuck? Holy shit. Who is her and what the fuck is her job? And why is her taking her to hell? What did she do to be going to hell and not heaven? What is happening? Oh my God, so many questions. My mind is blown. So yeah, it was super weird and super creepy. I mean, like I said, I've never had it happen. I definitely have the, I want to go with my husband. Or I want to go with my wife or, you know, like, okay, cool. But that one, and she was Look, terrified. I love, so it wasn't just I, a, if you've ever listened to this show, you know that my, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things, one of the things that gives me hope is, is the people that are passing on that see their loved ones or their dog. That's what I'm hoping for. But they're, you know, like their loved ones and they want to pass on to be with their loved ones or or talking to their loved ones as they're passing on. That shit, I absolutely love. That gives me hope. But now that I know that there's some her out there that could take you to hell, like, holy shit. Oh, my God. That's insane. Yeah, it was it was really creepy, and she didn't have like the best like home life. There wasn't a lot of family there. I don't even think there was any family there. Like it was that's what really hit me too because I love the ones like we had. We just had a patient pass who was like, she woke up. We knew she was gonna pass that day, and she was just so freaking excited like to go to the other side. Like she was telling us a couple days prior, like I'm gonna die. Please do not resuscitate me. Please do not do anything. Like, I am ready to go. I've seen my husband die. I've seen my sister die. I've seen, like, all these people. She's like, I am good to go. And the day, like, because of vital signs and whatever, like, we knew she was going to go. And she was just so excited. Our spiritual Aww. care was up with her. And she was telling her, like, you know, telling them, like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, this person's here. So that was, like, a happy one. I love but that. I apparently... absolutely love that. I do, too. It's the best thing to see. Like, when you, you do get them on your floor where you know they're going to pass. Like, that's the best. Is when they're just so freaking excited to go because they know that they get to see someone on the other side. And that's awesome. But she was the only one I've ever had that was, like, terrified. Did you ever, like, look up? Do you? I mean, you don't have Don't say her name. I'm going to say don't. Don't say her name. But if you remember her name did you ever look up to see if like maybe she's like goebbels or like hitler or something like did you ever look her up to see what the fuck she did to be going to hell we so we kind of look into it a little bit like and talking to our family because obviously they have to like come claim the body and stuff um apparently she wasn't very nice in life like it wasn't just like a random oh yeah she's going to hell fuck her but like holy crap yeah so it was it was a super weird experience because, like I said, I'm I'm very used to the like happy, like I'm I'm seeing the peeps, like please do please do not do anything because I'm ready to go. Like I'm very used to that when we do get those patients because in ortho trauma you don't get a lot, you know, because usually it's just like I need to walk again. But uh, no, she was 
freaking not the greatest human, I guess, as far as family is concerned. So, so what we're saying is basically, fuck her. She's gone. So, sucks to be her. Um, I, look, I first of all, mad respect for what you do. So insane. I well, hope you know that I'm honestly like in awe of what you do. Cause thank thank you so so much. Well, thank you very much. Like it, it really does help because it's been a rough it's been a rough goal. <laughs> hey, yes it, it has. Yes it has for for me and for everybody I know. But honestly, know that you're like fucking awesome, Sam. Like you're seriously cool. Like I give you I, I, honestly, mad respect for what you do. I, I can't even begin to fathom the the amount of shit that you have to, you know, sift out and go through and mentally process. So mad respect to you. Honestly, love you for it. Yeah, and like, just on a, a side note, it's really weird on my part. Because like, so my hospital, because it's so old, my floor won't pressurize to... Uh, COVID standards, so we get a lot of, like, the people who are recovering, which is really great to see. We get to, like, you know, get them moving again, and it's really awesome. But we also get, like, a lot of the stuff the other floors won't take right now because they are taking COVID. So we're, we're getting stuff that we're not really used to. So that's been really difficult. But it's it's just been weird, like, to the point where, like, you can tell, like, like on that, like, psych, I don't know, I feel like humans are kind of, like, I don't know, psychologically, like, in tuned a little bit, because you can almost tell when there's going to be a code on my floor. Like, I can walk in that shift and be really? like, ah, oh, there's something off. Like, there's something off. Someone's going to code. We're going to have a rapid response. Like, something really bad's going to happen. Holy shit. So, it's, it's, it's really weird working in the hospital, because I've worked nursing homes and stuff before, and it's just, it's, it's a whole different beast, and it's a whole different feeling to the hospital. Even though we're on, on like a happy floor because you're getting stuff repaired and leaving, but since we've gotten these sicker patients, it's definitely been a like you can feel it in the air almost. Well, I don't know if you're you're paying attention. I don't know, like I know you're you're talking to me, so I don't know if you're paying attention to the chat room. But it's not just me saying this. People are saying like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to you, thank you to other nurses. Props to you and healthcare saints, like. You guys are the fucking superheroes of the world right now. So, no joke. Like, thank you so much for all your hard work. Oh, well, thank you. And that, that means, like, everything right now. Because I think a lot of healthcare, like, especially right now, I feel like like a lot of us are getting that brunt right now where we thought it was going to come early in the year, and now it's, like, really hitting us. So that really means a lot. Thanks, everybody. Well, Sam, thank, all right, first of all, obviously, from me and Stitch, thank you, like, to the, from the bottom of my heart, but more importantly, please stay safe, stay healthy, like, this call was absolutely incredible, um, if, if for no other reason that now we know that hell exists, holy shit, that's terrifying, um, but, but, yeah, but, like, I can't even imagine what you went through with some person saying, like, yep, I'm going to hell. She, you know, her, she's right over there. Like, what the f I don't know how you comprehend that. But, like, honestly, like, the chat room is saying it. I'm agreeing. You're a fucking hero. Thank you so much. Oh, 
Well, thank you guys. Like, like I said, I don't feel that way. I really feel like we're just doing our job. But that's that's amazing to hear. Nope, nope. I do look my day job, whatever. This job, fucking seriously, whatever. What you do, you're a fucking hero. You're a Sam. Like, no joke. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Uh, and and please, you know how much I love hospital paranormal stories, but I didn't expect a hospital paranormal hell story. So, again, as I told Ken, please feel free. Oh, Trisha's saying absolute hero. More and more people are saying absolute hero in the chat room. And damn it, you're, they're right. You are a hero. Uh, please, thank you. Stay safe. Stay Stay sane. Please know that your your work is not in vain. That people really need and appreciate all the work that you and the other healthcare providers are doing. You're the fucking heroes, honestly. Well, thank you, and I hope to call back in. I've got a, like a million like stories from the nursing home and stuff too that are like super happy. But that one like always stuck up with me from the hospital. Anytime, please, anytime. If you're ever in the chat room on a live show. And you're like, fuck it, I want to call Kurt. Call Kurt. A hundred percent. Please call me. Because I so thoroughly enjoyed this call. So thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. And am in awe of what you do. To the point where, like, just so you know, if I cut myself, like, like there is a scar right here that you can't even see on the camera. When I cut myself, I looked at the blood and I passed out. I'm a total pussy for blood. So you're a fucking hero that you can do what you do because I can't even handle seeing my own blood. So you're a freaking hero. Fair enough. Thank you so much. I had a great time with the call and I will definitely be in the chat room here later on. So yes. you have a great rest of your night. I love it. Thank you. Honestly, thank you, Sam. I, you're the best. Honestly, please call back anytime. Holy shit. How cool was that? Look. You guys know, I love a good poltergeist story. I love, absolutely. Caller, you're on the air. Hello? All right, that might have been a, that might have, if you're, if you really wanted to call in, call back. I think that was just a, a, a uh, residual Sam call. But uh, what I was saying was, you guys know, I love a good poltergeist call. I hate a good exorcism call. But the hospital calls, the end of life calls, give me hope. And and I, I think it's not just me. I think it's everybody. Knowing that there's something else that out there, I, I fucking love. Like, absolutely love. Absolutely, incredibly love. No one makes me bleed my own blood. Right? It's scary as shit. Um, like, Sam, I can't even begin to say what a hero. Like, my friend Kathy is a nurse as well. And, and, I actually have a few friends that are nurses as well. Um, I have a friend, Carissa, that's a nurse. I, I can't even begin to say how much I adore and, and, and respect nurses because the shit that you guys do is absolutely... I'm not even... Look, whether I was drinking or not, like this is true. The shit that nurses go through and what they put up with and what they can endure is absolutely incredible. So... Before I get to the next caller, before we move on, like I, I see the chat room, I'll jump in there in a second. Look, please stay home, wear a mask. Let's get this shit done with so these nurses can go back to a regular lifestyle. It's not too much to ask for. And also, there's a fucking hell? Holy shit! 
I always assumed that hell was something that man created, but now I know that uh, perhaps it's not. And perhaps that her in that story... Ooh, shit. I don't want to meet up with her. That's crazy. Alrighty, let me jump into the chat room. Uh, Trish, absolute hero. Yes, indeed. I'm a blood donor addict. Really, Sherry? Every 56 days. Holy shit, Sherry has donated blood over 125 times. Mad respect. The thought of donating blood makes me a little bit woozy. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to push past this real quick because if I really start thinking about it, I, I'm going down. So, Jacob, I wish people would just take it all seriously so they wouldn't have to be such heroes right now. Fuck yes, Jacob, you're 100% right. That is, yes, in case you guys didn't know, that is uh, a dodgeball movie quote. I got it, Angie. I'm with you. I get my blood drawn every six weeks due to... Oh, Jesus Christ, there's too many people talking about blood in the chat room. Look, can't think about, can't talk about blood. So. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, it's me, I'm in Ardo. Monardo, and, how are you doing, yeah, buddy? I'm doing all right. Glad to be back on here and uh, glad you're up and about and not being sick anymore. No, oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, no, it was just a look. I was just I, I had a cold, but sadly, in today's day and age, I had a cold and immediately went fuck. I'm gonna die. I have to go get a. Oh, I have to go get a COVID <laughs> test, and and thankfully the COVID test was negative. I've had a second one. It was negative. But that, that holy shit, I have a cold immediately makes me terrified and scared. So wait, before, oh, yeah. before we get to your call though, Monardo, since you're, you've already called in the past, wouldn't you say that calling in is no big deal and that Olivia should call in because she's kind of nervous to call in? Oh, absolutely. It, it's like just talking to a buddy. No big deal. And I am. And that's exactly it. I think of, honestly, I, I love Monardo. Monardo's the freaking best. All right. Uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, let's get into this. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Uh, good, good. Um, I want to call in because uh, I mentioned that I had been ch chased by something before. Yes, 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 yes. wasn't yes. there. So I'll give you that little quick story and maybe give somebody else a chance to call in. So I grew up here in Southern California, 10 acres of avocado, you know, like a little avocado ranch. And I was probably like, I don't know, eight, nine years old. And avocados, you got to water them all day long. And this wasn't, you know, this was way back in the day. So there's no electrical, automatic, anything. Basically a faucet you turn on and sprinklers go on. Uh, so it was getting late in the day, so probably during the summer. And so, you know, it gets dusk around eight, eight o'clock. You know, it's getting pretty dark. And my dad's like, oh, crap, you know, I forgot to turn off some water. It's on the other side of the, you know, the 10 acres. So I'll jump on your bike, go over there, and uh, we'll turn off those two uh, faucets. And I'm like, okay, no big deal. Done it hundreds of times, nothing weird. Uh, there's a paved road that led from my house to the back of the property. Kind of went up a hill and curved a little bit. And these trees are really big, at least in, as a little kid, and they are actually big. They're like 60, 60 feet tall. They make a canopy, so there's even less light. So I jump on my bike, I cruise up the hill, and um, there's a, I guess you could say like a, like an old foundation from like a little house or a shed, but it's pretty much gone. It's just a floor. You can kind of see where the floor used to be. And for some reason, there was a whole bunch of um, like rows of flowers planted there, like a little garden. And whenever I went by there, it always made me think of a, of a grave or a, of a graveyard. It wasn't, but it looked like it with all the flowers kind of derelict, whatever. 
And um, just a little bit further ahead from there, there was a big empty house, like five rooms. You know, it was a big house. It was empty. And it wasn't, to me, it wasn't creepy, but, you know, I, I was used to it. I grew up there. So, you know, I ride my bike, go around the big house, turn off the faucets, and I come back around the house and have to, you know, take the road past everything back to my place. And um, it's already dark, but if, you know, I can look past all the trees into an empty field, maybe like, I don't know, a football field length, where I have a clear view under the trees, like silhouettes of trees and then the open space behind it. And I'm just, you know, pedaling all normal. And I hear the leaves, because avocado trees, you don't clean up the leaves. I can hear something in the leaves, like, crunching around. And in my head, as a little kid, I'm like, oh, it must be a, a raccoon, a possum, a coyote. No big deal. So I keep, you know, just pedaling along, no rush, I'm, I'm chill. And I hear that crunching noise, but suddenly it's moving a little faster. Oh, and it only shit. sounds like two, like, yeah, like two feet. You know, you can hear the difference between a two-footed animal and a, or something that's slow to the ground dragging itself. Yeah. And I can hear, like, crunch, 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 crunch. I'm like, okay, something's walking. So I look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of writing parallel to the sound, and it's, I can hear it from maybe two rows of trees down from me. So maybe 50 feet from me, I can hear this crunching sound coming. But I look, and the silhouette of the trees and everything, I don't see anything. I'm expecting to see, like, a dog, you know, maybe a really big raccoon, something, something moving around in the leaves. But there's nothing. I'm like, well, that's weird. I'm, you know, maybe I can't see it. It must be... It must be something I can't see very well. The shadow, you know, in the shadows, big deal. You know, I've seen hundreds of raccoons and coyotes. Yeah. So I just pedal, you know, you know, I keep pedaling. And then I hear the crunching kind of speed up, like crunch, 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 crunch. I'm like, what the hell? And then I'm like, okay, maybe it's time to really move here. So be, uh, and I'm on a kind of like an old pavement road because it was paved, but it's broken down. And between the avocado trees... Where the avocado trees kind of end, and their leaves end, there's like uh, maybe like two feet of sand from where the road was made. Wait, wait, one, oh. Minota, hold on one second. Stitch is barking yeah. at something in the back door. I want to check something real quick. Give me ten seconds. Sure, sure, sure. Hold on one second. Well, hopefully it's not dead air for everybody, but if it is, you know, big uh, thank you to all the nurses and doctors out there taking care of us. All right, sorry. I just had the shit scared out of me by a possum. All right, we're back. All right, continue on. <laughs> Holy shit. Talk about coincidence. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that at the back door? Because it sounded like something was knocking, and I'm like, fucking Ken's story. Now Ken's at my door knocking, and it scared the shit out of me. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Continue on. Okay. So from where the, the leaves from the trees end and the road, there's maybe like a two-foot uh, in-between of sand, and then there's a paved road. So, you know, I hear the, you know, the footsteps pick up and I kind of like pedal a little quicker and then I hear the footsteps hit the sand. They, you know, obviously it sounds different from leaves crunching. I hear like a, you know, like really fast steps, but they're all, they're, it sounds like someone's running almost. So I look back thinking, oh crap, there's somebody here, who knows, maybe a homeless person, a million things, right, in my little kid mind. Yeah. I look back and there's nothing. I mean, I can clearly see the house in the background. I can see the driveway, everything. I'm all there. There's nothing there. What's the sound? So, you know, as a, you know, as all little kids do, you know, I stand up on my pedals and I start cranking away because I'm out of there. And then I hear the steps on the pavement. 
and they're running. I can full on hear the, you know, the, you know, just footsteps chasing me. So, you know, little kid, I haul ass. I'm pedaling away. My little bike is, I mean, the chain is not doing anything anymore. It's literally like I'm by maxed out. I go flying down the hill past my dad's, you know, nice car that, you know, you can't go near it. You know, and I take my chances of going to, you know, right next to it with my bike, thinking if I, if I hit the car, I'm going to scratch, I'll be in trouble, but I'm not going to me. You know, I jump off my bike, it goes flying off into the trees. I run inside the house, slam the door, hit all the locks, because it had like two, three locks. And my dad's just sitting there, you know, in the middle of his dinner. And my mom's like, oh, what's wrong with you? I'm like, something chased me, something's out there, came after me and all this stuff. And uh, you know, my mom's all scared. Oh my God, you know, you, you, you sent our son out there and who knows what, my dad's all relaxed. So he goes out there, you know, he's like, okay, let's go. Let's go see what chased you. And he goes and gets his 45 and we go walk out there. Oh shit. And yeah, and he, he's like, oh, something, something's chasing you out there. We'll take care of it. But, you know, we walked out there, nothing, nobody, no sounds, you know, and there was nothing. But that was the last time he sent me out on my own walk, you know, at, at night. Well, yeah, so I mean, like I was saying earlier, like when something runs up to you, it's scary as fuck. But when it's nothing that runs up to you, it's even scarier than fuck. Holy shit. Yeah, if I would have said, okay, some big old dog or, you know, some random person's up in, in here, at least, you know, I know what to be afraid of. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like, look. I, I can get behind being afraid of something chasing you, but when it's nothing chasing you, how do you, how do you like, how do you get it in your head like, okay, nothing was chasing me, that's terrifying. Like, that's fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah, and you know, I, I've been there my whole life, so, you know, I'm I, not afraid of coyotes or the neighbor's random dog that gets loose in the grove. But, I mean, to hear, like, human sounding footsteps like a bipedal thing chasing you and to not see it that that was the worst part because i don't know is this thing really close to me kind of far back is this thing got really long arms is gonna grab me and drag me off into the shadows who knows that's you know? exactly it like what all right i got nothing chasing me what is going to happen when whatever nothing is catches me like it's catching yeah. up like holy <laughs> shit yeah i mean at least if, if you know something's very like okay it's not well, I know I got to fight, you know, worst case scenario, I'm going to have to fight something. And, you know, even as a little kid, you might be like, well, you know, fight or flight. And I was like, I'm, I'm out of there. <laughs> I dig the fact, like, look, I give serious props to your dad to be like, fuck it. And then like, you know, I picture him like a total like action movie, like cocking the 45 and like, let's do this and going outside. <laughs> like that's freaking badass. Yeah. No. Yeah. And the thing is like, it wasn't like, oh no, you imagined it. Oh, you're just. You're just a little kid scared of, like, the dark. It's like, no, I believe you. Let's go find out. But, you know, you're not going to hide here scared. You're, we're going to go out there and face whatever's out there. Well, yeah, and, and you know, facing down your fears is one thing, but facing down your fears with a dad with a forty-five, Yeah, all right, let's <laughs> face our fears. Let's get that fucker. I like this. Yeah, that gives you a little bit more of a, you know, teaches you how to have a backbone. So... Even though you don't know what it is, I'm going to ask it anyway. What the hell do you think was it? Oh, man, I don't know. To be honest, and here again, you know, from my other calls, culturally speaking and all that, 
you know, my dad had some people, my family had some people who didn't like him or like my mom. And so part of my mom was like, oh, you know, it's probably such and such person you know, went to a, a brujo or, you know, a, a witch. Ah, shit. And, I knew you, you were going to say that. Something to, yeah, trying to do something to to us. And they sent what, um, I guess what you could say, what we call a bulto, which is just like a, a spirit, you know, like a dark spirit or like, not a zombie. Okay, like a witch can capture someone's soul, like if you're dead, but you don't go to the other side. Wait, wait, wait. A witch catches your soul. A bruto? A uh, bulto, like B-U-L-T-O. B-U-L-T-O. Okay, because I was saying, like, bruto, yeah. isn't that, like, stupid or something? B-U-L-T-O. All right, let's... <laughs> no, that, that, that is stupid, but no, there's a bulto, like, hey... All right, I gotta look up Bruto. I don't know this one. This is new to me, man. That's why I like your calls. That's why I like taking your calls because I learn shit. Because I'm a stupid American. Like I love this. Yeah, no, yeah. So I mean, that was my mom's idea. Like, you know, it, this was like, like a soul captured by a witch and then used to run out, do whatever she bids. Right? She's all. That's what it was. That's why he couldn't see it. It was just. All right, but like, why is it after you stuff. though? Like what? I, I get like it could be after your family, and you're just part of the family. But why do you think if that's what it was? Like what? What did you do? Why is it after you? Uh, opportunity. I mean, you know, it's dusk. It's dark. By myself, I'm, I'm the kid, so less likely to know how to protect himself from you know the the paranormal. <laughs> so, do you think? All right, I'm gonna keep going down this freaking rabbit hole. Do you think your family did something? That they're like, oh shit! I know what that thing was, and that's why your dad's like immediately with the forty-five, like, all right, let's fucking take care of this thing. Do you think uh, like that your family is involved with some shit that you're like getting taken the brunt of paranormally? No, I, I think, and this is all you know speculation. It's more about you know people who either envy you or you know have a problem with the kind of person you are. Not really anything heavy. It's just some people instead of talking trash about you will go to a, a bruja and have a, a spell cast against you. Oh, that's a bitch in. move, really? So, like, bullies can just be like, I'm just going to go to a bruja, and then they'll take care of the person that I don't like. That's a bitch move. Oh, yeah. I mean, man, that happens. I mean, not, I mean, if you believe in it, then, you know, like we do, then, yeah, those kind of things do happen. And then you have to know how to kind of fight against it or have your own little tricks i agree with todd todd's like man monardo is like teaching us the important spanish not the bullshit spanish like where is the table or where is the bibliotech donde esta la bibliotech you're teaching like the important spanish one week at a time yeah man oh shit the bruja got him monardo's gone i didn't hang up on him he just left fuck man we're just getting to it we just got to like the crux to the call and then he was taken out by the bruja that I didn't call on him. Um, a bulto. All right. So, shit. Well, Monardo, it was nice knowing you. I'm sorry that you were killed in the midst of the phone call. Um, I wish your dad was around with the 45 to shoot at my phone so you wouldn't have been killed. Uh, holy shit. That was a good call, though. Like, look, he'll be back next week. Whether he's paranormal or not, I don't know. But uh, uh, I, I love a Monardo call. A anytime I can get it, I don't. I feel bad that the call hung up. I feel bad that it ended. I don't know why. I didn't touch it. You guys saw my hands. A Bruja's a witch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Ulysses. Yeah. 
A Brew has a, a Witch, but then we have a Bulto, which I've never heard before. Um, there's a... Look, again, I'm a stupid white boy. I don't know shit about shit. So when I find out about this kind of stuff, I like, oh yeah, that's awesome. But, uh, wow. Oh my God, that's like... This is like a cliffhanger ending to this episode. Uh, what happened to Monardo? Did Monardo die? Uh, was Monardo killed by a, by a, by a brujo? Uh, by a bruja? Uh, I mean, like, so many things that could happen. Oh, wait. Nope. 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 He's back on the... He's in the chat room. Monardo's alive. Everybody, Monardo's cool. He's alive. Don't send out a search party. He was not killed by a bruja. It would have been... A, I'm sorry, Monardo, but it would have been a better ending to this episode if you just, like disappeared and we never heard from you again but i'm i'm you know secretly i'm glad that i i heard that you're fine look i agree uh, hey angie no i agree that's a good name for a band look i saw them at the at the troubadour uh, uh la brujera um anyhow uh now i'm just rambling about brujas because this was a unexpected i'm an outside alone in my car all right, so there's still a chance that Monardo's going to be uh, killed by some kind of uh, cryptid and or some kind of paranormal thing that I don't know about. Uh, Monardo, stay safe. That's the important thing. I need you to call back some the next week with more Spanish that Kurt needs to know. I know El Chupacabra. I know, oh, this is the first thing I learned. When I moved out to California from Michigan, the first thing I learned how to say in Spanish was, no tocas michango. And no tocas michango is a thing that I think that everybody needs to know in Spanish. So if anybody asks you anything in Spanish, you can just respond with no tocas michango. And that means don't touch my monkey. And, and frankly, I think that's the only thing that you need to know how to say in Spanish. Uh, don't touch my monkey. Um, so if you take anything away from this entire episode, it's no tocas michango. Uh, anyhow, all right. Uh, I'm going to figure out how to wrap this up. I, I was trying to figure out how to like segue into the end of this episode. Um, all right. Thank you so much. Oh, I didn't write anybody's names down. Let me see if I can remember it by, by memory. Uh, we have Ken. Thank you so much for Ken. He's a ghost. Ken the ghost. Thank you so much for calling. Sam. Thank you so much for calling and making me believe in an afterlife. And thank you so much for what you do. Monardo, thank you so much for not being killed by a chupacabra. Um, this has been a phenomenal episode. It's an hour and 40 minutes. I think we only had three calls, but fucking amazing calls. This is why I like to do these bonus quarantine episodes. This is why I love to do Paranormal Almanac, because I love to talk to you guys about this... Did I forget somebody? I feel like I forgot somebody. That's why I need to write shit down. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. I feel bad if I have because I absolutely love the calls. Um, uh, check out Time for Tacos. Like, I'm talking to you. Time for Tacos. That's Ken's podcast. I think it's the only podcast that's done by a ghost. So, I mean, it's got that going for it. And, and please... Go over to iTunes and and please leave them a good review. Leave them like five stars and say, the best podcast by a ghost. I would appreciate that. Um, yes, Rebecca, I can remember the names. I'm, I'm desperately trying to remember the names. Uh, look, 
This was a, a seriously heavy drink. I got them all. Three callers? Okay, good. All right, I feel better. I would have felt terrible if I forgot somebody from an amazing show like this. Um, uh, thank you, Angie. This was an awesome episode and much needed by me as much as it was by you. Uh, I'm sorry I wasn't on last week. I wasn't feeling great, and it was a birthday, so fuck that week. Doesn't matter. Uh, thank you to everybody that's checking in, that's 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 tuning in. This was amazing. I had a bunch of people in the chat rooms that I didn't even get a chance to say hi. Thank you to everybody in the chat room. Thank you to everybody that's tuning in. Thank you everybody that's listening. I have a next episode of Paranormal Almanac. It's already written and ready to record. If you haven't heard the newest episode, it is um, Cryptids from Around the World Part 2. So this is going to be Cryptids from Around the World Part 2, Part 2, coming out very soon. Can't wait for you. Samantha, thank you so much. I appreciate you as well. Thank you once again. Uh, hold on one second. I got to get to the this page real quick before I can end this episode. Here it is. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been another live bonus edition of Paranormal Almanac. Flora won the answer. 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 Flora won